Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fortis Honor. <laughs> Never mind. I'm I'm too tired for this shit. <laughs> Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. The gravity is so much stronger on the southern continent. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? (laughs) That's 12th level, I think. Not even whisper or utter my name in your last moments. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose. Cesar, do you have any sun rods still, or <laughs> bring out your rods, old man? Private confrontation. Not like that. Maybe some discipline. <laughs> Had his hands in all of Cesar's junk. Six <laughs> oh wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> wow, we have a title. That's wrong. That's really wrong. <laughs> what? We need dice for this game? Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I have Oreos. And I've been replaced by a Cheshire cat mug. <laughs> and this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, July 26th, and this is episode 119 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week, we turned into mechanical people, and some cool things happened, so Tinsian, I'm going to let you catch us up on where we are. Dungeon Master, you are a go. They might not be giants, but they may not be in Can- Constantinople. <laughs> but, at least at this point in time... They apparently woke up as Warforged, <laughs> and as agents of the Eladrin Council. So, you're used to the Death to Forecast going off and having weird things happen. This one, I think, uh, kind of counts along those lines. In any case, uh, you have departed the Eladrin Council fort in order to look for a courier, perhaps retrieve the courier, but most assuredly, retrieve what the courier is... Um, transporting. You've encountered a very small raiding party, uh, almost laughable, of 45 orcs outside of the um, fort, which you've dispatched quickly upon your great mechanical steeds. And the uh, intelligence that Thorn has brought back will now be shared. Uh, Thorn, go ahead and share what you want. Calling in all units. Calling in all units. You come in. Mayday, mayday, we're going out. <laughs> Come in, come in, Thorn. This is, uh, this is Bravo Spider One. Uh, we've got, uh, reports of, uh, of traffic jams through the East Valley there with null patrols. Number, number about 12 or so. Um, it's going to be a rough day in to work today. Thank you. <laughs> come back to the party. I come back to the party. Um, I, I do share. Um, I, I, as soon as, uh, I see the, the delicate uh, flourish that uh, <laughs> says the spider uh, performs squirrel. cutting the head a off squirrel. an orc. Very ba- okay. balleretic. Balleretic? What do you yeah. say? Ballerina? Balleretic. Diuretic ballerina. <laughs> Diuretic? Whoa. Um, okay, so I come back to the party and I, and I, I go, um, just scattered out up ahead, there appears to be a group patrol of 12 gnolls, and it appears that they're coming from the uh, den that we've cleared out on the, was it the west or east side of the road? West side. West side it, of the road. This is a west side story. It's west side story. Good, good. Story about three warforged <laughs> on the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> um, and it, it appears that there are members of packs that we haven't encountered yet, or we have encountered, um, and you know, they're, they're from further out. They're, they seem to be unifying. Warriors, Over. come out and play! Any sign of the courier or remains? No sign of uh, remains as of yet. Oh, by the way, um, Thorn, mm-hmm. you do you do think that uh, you saw some tracks, some drag tracks? 
near that okay. head, heading out towards that towards that borough area, but you can't tell if they're fresh or not. Um, if that's the case, I'd probably um, deem them as uh, irrelevant for the time being. Okay. Um, because we don't know. I don't know the you know the the information is dubious. Okay. So um, irrelevant at this point in time until we get closer. Okay. We're gonna use the same initiative that uh, you guys had for last episode, since for us it's only been five minutes. So I believe it was Thorn, then Xanatari, then Cesar. That's it. Okay. We will keep up with that. And Xanatari, you're going to retain lead because again, it's only been five minutes. So. Woohoo. How do either of you want to react to this intelligence? Do you just kind of go blaring off? What do you do? Let's push on. Mm-hmm. Okay. go. Objective acquired. Okay. Um, any sort of steps you're going to take for preparing for battle or to put yourself in advantage or disadvantage, knowing that there is a patrol out there? Uh, we're covered in blood from the orcs, and I, I feel pretty good. Okay. All warmed up then? All warmed up. Not going to okay. pull anything this time. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys meet up with that uh, Noel party somewhere around the entrance to, um, actually, probably about 50 feet away from the entrance to the valley. And they have seen Thorn already, so they're coming up at a good a good sprint. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thorn, your initiative, what would you like to do? Um... I'm probably going to pick out, pick off the first lead, um, uh, Knowles char- charging at the pack. So just sort of um, bring him down with the crossbow. Okay, and one shot, one kill. You're gonna because you're already wearing um, orc sneakers on your spider. <laughs> it'll, it'll be um, it'll be one shot, one kill. So a single single bolt to the to the head will probably bring them down. Okay, any particular flourish you wish to add to the bolt to the head or just straight <clears throat> whack how I have a nice day um essentially I, I straighten my arm out the the bow or of the the crossbow flicks out of the the wrist and sort of propels itself up um, and just a steady shot of you know bolt comes up um, hold for a moment fire then sort of mechanically move the arm across slightly bolt comes up fire and it's a, a just just a very precise sniper type movement while we're okay. riding forward okay very good uh it's hard uh well it's hard to follow up with the riding shoot so how close am I to them right now um you probably 50 60 feet so is it enough to charge? I don't oh, really yes. have a ranged, so... Okay, I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, this time I'm going to face my sword forward for the impalement rather than mm-hmm. sideways. And uh, just target whatever looks like the biggest, most aggressive one. Okay. Um, off you go. Thundering down the uh, the biggest one that you can see. You're going to have to go through uh, two or three of the other ones to get there. But you've got a purpose, so off you go. We'll come back to you in just a moment. Cesar. Um... You know, sort of uh, take flank, um, circle around, um, focus fire on the group, but uh, keep an eye out for any uh, other parties we may not be paying attention to while our focus is on this group. Okay. By the way, your uh, squirrel has also been known to um, traverse the sides of this mm-hmm. canyon. Okay. Yeah. It does have a good ability to, to move around. Mm-hmm. And your vigilance pays off because you see that there is a slightly larger group of gnolls that's um, mm-hmm. around the bend, but with your positioning, you're just able to make see the shadows of this group um, coming along, so you're aware that you're going to be joined shortly. Do they seem to be hastening towards us, or...? Yes. You, okay. can, you can just... Your audio ability is just starting to pick up. Okay. Um, the yipes and things and the growls and snipes. Breaker, okay. breaker. This is Big Hawk. There seems to be another group coming up around the bend. Over. Okay. Any responses to... Oh, when it's our turn. <laughs> when it's my turn, I have responses. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Big Daddy. <laughs> Roger that. Over. Okay. Who's Roger? Over. <laughs> Roger's the one you just killed. Okay. Very good. Roger, no! Over. <laughs> um, there is also a bit of a, uh, a seismic thumping sound that you hear in the ground um, Cesar, you can start to feel it or it's being registered to you coming from the direction of the gnolls 
Is it something familiar? Graph. Hmm? Is that something familiar to us from our previous excursions? No, but um, there were problems. There, there were reports at some point in time in one of the past missions that uh, apparently stuff was being driven by the gnolls out of the surrounding mountains to try and attack it's the Aladdin Council. In the deep. So there's, it could be, this could be one of those new monsters or as you like to say, play things or challenges that um, could be coming through targets. Yep. Uh, Zanatari, we're going to go back to you because you charged. Um, give us your epic. Okay. As I'm charging towards the big guy that I'm trying to hit, I'm going to throw some thunder out there. Beforehand, I'm going to say, hey, party, cover your ears, and throw some thunder out there because I want to scare the current gnolls that I'm heading towards and make them duck so that they will not be paying attention to the charging rhino that's coming toward their faces. So as the thunder crackles and echoes off the sides of the canyon, I'm going to bowl through as many of them as possible and try to skewer the big one right through the chest. Okay, uh, using your sword or the horn? Oh, let's have him side swipe and so I can use my sword and he can take out things with his large okay. rear. And where would you like to skewer the large guy? Oh, right through the chest, central. Okay. Uh, you are able to do that and... Um, the echoing of your thunder down the valley is returned with the sound of a large roar oh. and uh, of anger. You have been I, challenged. Uh, I've hit the mute button and I've got classical music playing as I slay things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you managed to skewer the large guy. Um, he attempts to vainly try to take a couple of claw swipes at you. Okay. And um, even tries momentarily to try to grab your wrist and haul itself down the blade to get to you, but uh, oh, you pretty much okay. did. You pretty much did so much damage to it that. Um, Can I shock it with my little finger? If you want, if you want, it, apparently your sword does have the electric conduit as well. Okay, well that would be better. Yeah. Uh, my Tesla, my Tesla coils will start to to spark, and it will run down my arm, down the sword, and through him. Could you imagine, like, grabbing the, the metal plate around its, its hand and just, like, like slapping itself across the face? Stop shocking yourself. Stop shocking yourself. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Um, for those who are just turning in, tuning into the episode from the chat channel, if you've never heard of us before, uh, we essentially do a very loosely based D&D um, mechanics, and by that I just say we randomly roll stuff, and it kind of make it sound good. The deal is, is that this is a storytelling type podcast where the story is happening on the fly. There's no real preparation for it. Um, and it's pretty much made up as we go. So that's kind of what we're more known for instead of the rules mechanics. So you may hear um, stuff referenced that's D&D. But this is kind of a special episode. It's just off on the side because we're going to be going on break for a week or two after this. And we're just trying to do kind of a special episode before we start our next actual campaign. Which is? Pyramid of Shadows. Yay. Yay. POS. POS, right. our favorite campaign. Mm-hmm. This campaign right. is a POS. Like every campaign. Not right now, I believe there's only five to six of these gnolls left in this current group. So let us go to Thorn. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mow them down. I'm going to go rapid fire mode and I'm going to, I'm going to wade in. I'm going to, I'm going to start um, swinging with my saber and, and sort of like drawing lines across chests with multiple crossbow fires. Okay. <clears throat> so it'll be less damage from the crossbows, but you know, it'll be combined with sword, sword swings. Okay. Very good. Uh, you are able to easily wipe out the gnolls that you are attempting to attack. Uh, again, this is no great challenge. This is just sort of like something has, a leaf has bumped up against you as you walk down the path. This is nothing. Cesar, again, it looks like there are either the dregs of this group or mm -hmm. something around the corner that is still heading this way, and you're starting to see, um, gnolls coming around the corner, you still do not see what the huge roar came from yet. Okay. Um, he'll uh, try to head some of them off of the pass by uh, shooting a few, uh, basically, uh, proximity mines 
from mm-hmm. a launcher on his back into the path that he uh, that were crafted for him by the artificers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sort of go thump, and then they land um, in the in the path where they seem to be going to try to just create some initial confusion and then continue to focus fire on the initial group to to wipe them out quickly. It's just like a um, a uh, Greek fire type. Uh, yeah, just general explosion shrapnel. Okay. You know. All right. Um, you manage to take out the opening lines of this group, and you're not sure if these gnolls are really angry, and that's why they're still coming, or if they're being driven forward, and they're sort of between a rock and a hard place at the moment. Okay. In fact, you see one knoll that apparently was um, hit by something go flying around the corner, spinning um, in the air and crash into the canyon wall on the other side. <laughs> cool. So, uh, take your pick. Sanitari, uh, you have the dregs, or you have this other mass um, behind you. You registered the fact there was explosions. Hmm. It's up to you if you want to hear them or not. Um, no, I, I'm do? concerned about the incoming threat. Okay, so you're going to um, leave I'd, the drags? I'd, I'd like to, to interface... Um, because Zanatari is the tankier one of all of us, and I think we all heard the roar, um, basically signal for her to, to take on the new threat and we'll, we'll clean up. Okay. Um, Zanatari, are you very singular focused mm-hmm. in this, okay. in, 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 in terms of being the tank? And how much situa- situational awareness are you, do you tend to exhibit as? Uh, I would think once I have a target that I would be pretty aware of that target only and then things in the periphery would just get knocked back by pure <laughs> brute force. Okay, very good. All right, so you go speeding off um, towards whatever this new pack is? Correct. Okay. Are you going... You Your mount does not appear to tire, one, because it's mechanical, but um, it doesn't seem that there's a recharge between charges, so it can stay up at speed for a while. Okay. Do you head down there? How far away is it from the party? Because I don't want to get too far. Mm, about 150 feet to the turn. Okay, and they can't see around because this is a blind canyon. Um, whatever the big thing is, or a little thing that has a lot of power, uh, is still around the edge of the canyon. That can't be seen, um, but the other gnolls have seen you. They've seen Cesar. Okay. And uh, they may or may not have uh, seen thorn as yet i'm gonna cautiously i'm not charging i'm just you know going at a decent pace towards this threat mm-hmm. okay uh they start a group splits off and starts to head towards you sanitary thorn you're at the back there's still the drags around of um this first group of gnolls mm-hmm. you see Xanatari has taken your advice or acted on her own is unclear and headed off to whatever this other pack is. Mm-hmm. And Cesar's around somewhere. What would you like to do? Um, I'm going to kill the remaining gnolls so I can then depart and take up a flanking position by going um, through the canyon walls okay. um, and take up a vantage point so I can start sniping a few of these uh, these other extra gnolls and give Xanatari uh, some cover. Um, how far up the canyon wall do you go? Um, I would actually go to at least, um, uh, probably to the, to the first available ledge that gives me a good vantage point. So probably about only a halfway. Um, and then I would, I would dismount off the, the spider and, and, um, no motion for it to, to provide melee support to Xanatari. Okay. Are you on the side that would allow you to look around the corner, or are you on the side that would provide you protection from what's around the corner? Which way does the, the canyon bend? To the west? It bends to the right. Bends to the right. Okay. Um, There's a little bit of a zigzag to get to the part where you saw the... Um, the, the dents. Okay. Yes. So, uh, in this case, if it bends to the right, I'm going to have to go up on the left-hand wall to get a vantage point, which would probably okay. be the best tactical situation in this case. So, yeah, up on the, the left-hand wall. Okay. Um, as you go up, you start to see the head of a large humanoid um, bearing some sort of club. You mm-hmm. realize from the height that you're at, 
this has to be probably about a 25 foot tall humanoid. Okay. Um, what is the range on this uh, commune spell? Um, probably within a line of sight and or 100 feet. 100 feet? I'd probably, I'd probably be out of 100 feet by being up on the canyon wall. So, um, um, yeah, that could be a bit of a issue. I'm just going to have to give um, support as best I can and um, basically take a take a spot like a kneeling stance on the, the on the the wall mm-hmm. um, using a, a, a kind of telescopic attachment um, and sniping with the the crossbow mm-hmm. okay um, all right so you're able to take out a couple of the um, knolls that are heading towards Denatari thorn mm-hmm. from on high uh, you don't shout or anything down to the rest of the party, you just kind of let them. They'll they'll find out they'll wait they'll find out soon enough. Um, okay. And to to yell out would to give away my vantage point. Very good. Draw fire. Okay. Uh, Cesar. How many are left in the initial group? The okay. initial the initial group are all dead. Okay. Um, you realize that. Uh, by the way, there's sort of in the back of your mind, you're going. This is really cool being. You know, this 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 could have been a career path for you, but it is a career path for you. Okay. Some some of that old debate between your um, artificer choosing days. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you like to do? Since there is the other group coming. Well, I would assume I saw Xanatari uh, uh, charging down to the next group, so he'll want to again stay in the 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 fringes of things and. Uh, you know, work on thinning their numbers, just working their way through. The primary objective is to find that information, and uh, so we need to get further down the path, so okay. uh, without having, you know, we don't want just trails of gnolls falling after us as we just snoop around, so we're going to have to wipe at least some of them out thin okay. the numbers. Are you on the ground, or are you up on the uh, the canyon wall as well? No, I'm I'm sort of on the in the undergrowth or the the woods, the, on the edge of the woods around the path, but I haven't gone that far up. The seismic thumping that you are feeling, that you're mm-hmm. registering, um, is getting closer and closer, mm-hmm. but you are not able to see it just as yet. Okay. And Xanatari. Uh, so what you're saying is the seismic thumping is not the actual knoll party that I am now attacking. It's something within there, but it's a, something around the corner that hasn't come into view yet for you. Okay. And how many are in the party that has split off toward me? Mm, we're talking about 30. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to get off of my rhino this time. Okay. And, uh, and allow him to just run, rant bent, and just run into the, the midst of it and sort of trample what he can and do what he can. The rest of it, I've got my sword and shield, so I'm going to approach them slightly behind him and just see how much damage he does. Okay. Um, does your mount have any issues with Thorn or um, Cesar? I <laughs> don't think that rhinos have an issue with spiders or squirrels, so I'm going to say probably no, although it's tempting to not. Okay. All right. Um, it peels off and starts heading off towards. Um, there's the group that you're at, and then there's um, the main body that's still coming around the bend. Mm-hmm. It takes off for that. Apparently, it feels that you are more than capable of handling this thirty. And why is it even out here? I would just yell, you know, Bort, where are you going? Like, what? Great, thank you for leaving me alone with this group. And then I would turn to the lightning. Okay, and call it up. There you go. Uh, so, standing far enough away, I would, again, draw on the power of my Tesla coils and aim my sword forward, arcing lightning towards the group as with as much power as possible, hoping that it would ricochet off several of them, at least take out to the point where I can uh, to melee the rest. Okay. Um, as you're doing that, and you see certain ones of these gnolls react in a particular way, it sparks some sort of really deep down base memory um, in you that this seems a lot like roasting the drow 
but in your memory at the same time, you don't know what a drow is. You haven't encountered one of those in the mission. That was so, legitimate interrogation. I don't know what you're talking about. It was so, not legitimate interrogation at all. That was a mistake. It was, a, it was like, tell, tell me where the rebel base is. <laughs> <laughs> tell was, me! That was a mistake. It was an error. And I didn't know he had metal in his mouth. But, and, and I, I, I love hearing that story every single time. That is just best, best interrogation ever by, by player characters. But this, whatever this drow thing is, that seems to be that whatever that other voice in your head tells you. So, eh, you know, whatever. Okay. So you're saying in her head it's kind of like drow, not drow, drow, not drow? Uh, drow. <laughs> yes, kind of like that. That still irks you, doesn't it? That drow. <laughs> Sessa wakes up in the middle of the night screaming about drought. To those who are new in the channel, deathbeforedishonor.com, go back and listen to the previous episodes, uh, and you'll understand what all this is about, but there's a long string of things happening here. Um, yep, you're able to clear the crowd out that uh, you have um, a reasonably sized group to melee with um, in your next turn. Okay. We'll go to Thorn, who is up on high. Um, yeah, I'm going to switch to, um, similar to, to what uh, Cesar has, um, but like you suggested, Greek fire. And they're going to be um, bolts that are tipped with small jars of, of Greek fire. So they sort of, when they strike, they, they, they kind of explode into flames um, and they spread flame. Pretty much everywhere, just as like a firewall. Okay. Watch your aim. Um, are you aiming anywhere near the rhino? Um, I don't know that the rhino's taken off, but I'm not intentionally trying to to strike the rhino. I'm actually aiming towards. I I assume I can see the large humanoid figure. Yes. I'm actually way, aiming in, at. And from your vantage point, you would actually see the rhino take off. Oh, would I? Okay, so I'm going to, um, I'm actually going to aim towards the the head of the the large humanoid, and try and strike it a few times with with burning oil, essentially. It is still out of range um, for what you're trying to do, but as you're shooting stuff, um, the the arrows are falling, you know, the bolts are falling down into um, this group of gnolls and blowing, you know, fire up into um, the group. So you are killing those, but the uh, large humanoid still is not acceptable to your wily ways. Cesar? Seeing how um, thin Xanatari has made the the 30 group with her Mm -hmm. initial foray, she, uh, or he, um, Focuses, he go, urges his squirrel onward and, and bounds up to that group that the rhino is is charging into, um, mm-hmm. and uh, sort of heads into it. I don't know if he can get that far or not at this mm-hmm. point, um, and sort of starts. I mean that that move against that final orc in that initial uh, bit there was sort of a, a preface to what he starts to do now, which is that same sort of. Um, the squirrel starts bounding around like squirrels can do and spinning uh, to attack with the, the pinions, and he spins independent of the squirrel on top, firing, uh, you know, at in, you know, whatever makes sense, and sort of jump, start, they start jumping through the group almost, I, in my head it kind of looks like a toned-down version of uh, Yoda lightsaber fighting. Oh. All right. Um, you, by the way, start to see, uh, that there is a large shadow that is just about ready to come around the corner as you're doing this, this fight. Mm -hmm. Um, you can get a good size estimate on it, but, uh, the bellowing roar, um, challenge echoes again from that area. Okay. Whenever he gets a chance, if he can, he'll, uh, lay down another group of those, uh, explosives in its path. Okay. All right. Uh, we got Thorn. We got Cesar. Sanitari. Okay, melee time. Melee time. You could, in theory, take out everyone that's left. 
<laughs> no, no, I want to not, of course. Uh, yeah, so I guess, again, you know, running forward, taking my sword and shield, uh, trying to pick the biggest ones first and hopefully frighten the rest of them off if I have to cast some thunder you know, locally to make them duck for mm -hmm. just a second while I take their heads off and decapitate them, I will do so. Okay. Uh, my goal is to move as quickly as possible through this group so that I can move to the next group and head towards this uh, sound that's a problem. Okay, so you're very very technical, not a lot of shield bash flash, just it's get them out and get, get through. gladiator everywhere. Okay. You are able to dispatch them in what you feel would be a, a, a normal amount of time. Uh, again, you had no real worries going into the fight. Um, it's just kind of a bunch of gnats that you're swatting. And you're able to take your um, directional sense and head off towards the main pack of gnolls. At this time, you do see, coming around the corner, something that uh, appears to echo some sort of memory, again, in the back of your head. You're not sure if it's just the other voice or not. But you swear you've seen hill giants before, or mountain giants. Hmm. Um, this is something called a giant, but what type it is is unclear. Just that, you know, this is obviously a bigger thing, and it might be more of a challenge. More fun. Who knows? Okay. Uh... There's nothing around, right? Like we're our purpose is to look for this courier, and so far uh, we haven't really looked to see if there's any you know, null holes or anything else. Um, I mean, we obviously have to clear this out first, but I'd want to be like paying some attention to the terrain because the purpose is to find this. The information that you have from Thorn is that um, a little bit further down the canyon is um, what appears to be the null borough. Okay. All right. Uh, heading your way in, Thorn, um, as the giant comes around the corner, you two believe that you have seen something like this before? Is this something called a giant? What kind? You don't know. Uh, like Xanatari, you realize that it could be, just due to size, a bigger challenge. Mm -hmm. But, um, its arrival is heralded by its foot stepping on some of the explosives that Cesar has laid down. Mm -hmm. which causes it to um, sort of do a hop and another um, bellowing roar. But there okay. is the um, moldering, not moldering, uh, smoldering of uh, fire kind of licking around. It um, appears to have some sort of hide boots, wrappings type things, and those appear to be um, momentarily on fire as it's stomping. Okay. Um I'd probably oh, uh, let out a, a, a sharp whistle to to summon uh, Spider-Mount back, which I haven't named yet, um, strangely, um, and use it to get back down the canyon wall to, to get into a, a lower vantage point, a closer vantage point to, to let loose some of the Greek fire on it. Okay. Then uh, you're able to do that, and where are you shooting the Greek fire at on its body? Um, generally around its, its its legs. So I don't know whether it's wearing uh, is it wearing what is it wearing a loincloth? Is it wearing trousers? I mean, uh, you said it was wearing boots. It's got kind of like hide wraps. Who hide wraps? Hide wraps around the lay on the the feet and up kind of up the legs a bit, and it's got a loincloth. Okay, um, I'm going to fire it at, at any of the exposed flesh around the leg, try and okay. bring it down onto its onto its knees. Okay. It only counts as one. You are able to uh, strike it in the knees and upper shin area. Mm -hmm. The fire and uh, the amount of leg hair and stuff that's there, that starts to um, light up. It's like starting a small brush fire. Yes, you have essentially started a, a, a brush fire on this this giant. It goes to try and swat its leg, and um, at the same time it w tries to charge. <laughs> Ultimate Nair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Extreme Nair. Okay. All right. Um, Cesar. Uh, is it in view for me? Yes. Okay. Um... 
he'll uh, allow the squirrel to continue engaging the uh, the knolls around him, and he'll sort of slow down his. Uh, he'll, he'll stop his barrage of shots at them and mm-hmm. focus intently on this larger threat. Okay. Um, sort of. Uh, depending more on his, as I mentioned before, his uh, increased accuracy. He'll look to see if he can find any points of weakness easily identified and focus fire, whether it's the eyes, if, uh, you know, it seems to have uh, weak spots or, or, you know, points to take it down more easily. He'll uh, he'll do so. Um, eyes, occasionally there's, uh, um, it opens his mouth to, be- to bellow, that sort of thing. Okay, so he'll just, I guess, then continue or um, keep up uh, as a steady of a barrage of uh, uh, bolts as he can on it towards its face, and as much as possible, directing it specifically at the eyes or the mouth, if possible. Okay. Um, just to let people know, we may need to pause for a little bit here soon, um, but if we do, we'll just continue. So. Um, Thorn, go ahead and uh, continue your attack. Hold on, sorry. Okay. Um, so we're still surrounded by uh, the the knolls, right? Yes. Um, there's there's pretty like I don't think um, crossbow bolts going to do much at, at this vantage point. I mean, we're quite down low, and and most of the the weak spots will be up high, like as I said, the eyes and. And other vital areas like that in the chest. Um, so I'm going to concentrate on trying to thin whatever knolls are around that mm-hmm. may be, still be attacking. Okay. Um, so again, dispatching the the spider, um, and and I'll I'll probably start to to wade in as well. Um, you know, with sword and, and crossbow. Okay. All right. Um... You take out a a large amount of the knolls through the course of your attacks, and uh, hang on a second here. I just need to cough. So what we have going on now is uh, Cesar. Go ahead and do your um, attack. Um, I mean, does his the attacks on the towards the face? Does it seem to have any? A positive effect, or yes. uh, it's okay. either there. There seems to be a positive effect. Okay. Um, I mean, just uh, sees that as the primary objective right now. Like I said, he'll allow the uh, the squirrel to continue trying to inflict damage, but at the very least, you know, um, letting maybe having it uh, controlling him to maybe tone it down a little to keep up as steady of a name as he can on the on those vital areas on the on the troll or the, the giant sorry all right um Zinatari, you are able to engage either the gnolls or you are able to engage the giant um the rhino seems to be plowing its way through um the gnolls heading towards the giant kind of like it swerved off into one pack and then realize there's a bigger threat and is now trying to head its way down towards uh do the gnolls seem as though they are working together with the giant or they're fleeing the giant they're trying to apparently they're being herded by the giant so they're they're trying some of them are trying to get away but also there's stuff to kill here so they seem to be trying to avoid getting anywhere near the giant's range mm-hmm. or the club or anything but they're not adverse to trying to take pot shots and by the way, you realize that there's been stuff hitting your armor, mm-hmm. but it hasn't gone through or been much of a note. It's been kind of like, oh, something's hitting me. As From you the knolls? Yeah. But it's sort of like, um, oh, I'm getting drizzled upon. Okay. Um, I want to go for the giant because I assume that maybe the knolls will distract the giant momentarily or he might not pay attention exactly. So I'll go for that. Okay. Do you issue a challenge to... The giant. Is the giant as intelligent as the giant we ran into last time? Um, this one, definitely not. Okay, then no, I'm not going to bother uh, doing that. I'm just going to follow up with what Thorne's doing. And uh, uh, I assume it's huge, so can I like climb its leg hair, or is it not quite that big? At 25 feet tall? No, okay, sorry. All right, uh, then yeah, I'll just attack it. Okay, what I would like to do is um, to move this along. 
Each of you is going to get some version of a death blow on this thing. It's not exactly like one of the Japanese team attacks, but through your own efforts. So I'm going to go down to the row again. Describe your coup de gras attack, and then we'll get the giant out of the way. Thorn? Okay, so uh, for me, it would essentially be lining up a quite a large sort of slayer bolt um, in the in the crossbow, taking aim at the the vital part of the the throat, and firing you know two or three of these into the actual throat of the the giant. Um, and they they fire with such force, like it's uh it's quite a slow attack for for what I'm used to, but um. They fire with such force that they actually penetrate through the throat and fire out the back of the neck. Okay. All right. And, uh, Cesar? Um, he'll, uh, cease firing just for a, a moment on the, the face of the, the giant to, uh, allow the, he'll, uh, take full control of the squirrel, um, do, uh, an entire 360 spin to kind of clear out an area momentarily around him. Uh, and then stop compl- stop moving completely to get off uh, a final precise shot um, with both arms, uh, fire a bolt, one into each eye of the troll. Okay. The giant. Yes, I keep okay. saying. Sorry. Very good. And Zanatari. Um, I'm going to wait for the rhino to make its way through the knolls and come up to the giant, uh, where I will vault off of the rhino's back up on top of the shoulders of the giant, and like death in Darksiders, I will just spear it through the head. Seth, I cannot hear you. Okay, sorry. Um, noise going on around here. Uh, mostly me coughing. The giant is down and dead, fully dispatched. Uh, this was an interesting test. Um, you kind of file away the knowledge of what a giant is now, and continue on. The path to the burrow that Thorn found uh, in the last episode is clear, and you're able to make your way there without issue. You're now in the valley, at the, at the mouth of the valley, the much smaller one that heads down to the burrow. Are you guys going to do anything for prep-wise or anything else like that? <laughs> We're covered yes. in blood, man. I guess um, maybe check for <clears throat> briefly for signs of maybe the courier or or remnants thereof. I'd like to uh, check out the tracks, the drag marks that I'd seen earlier, uh, to determine their relevance to to what what was going on. Okay. Um, there's in the in the sort of dried mud that is the drag tracks. There's a different set of um, canine-like paws, paw prints. Mm-hmm. But the claws have been dragged, but here and there, sort of as if the legs were flopping, um, you can tell that there's pads. They're clearly mm-hmm. not null. Yep. Um, for you, Thorn, they seem familiar. You've seen these before, but you're not sure okay. where. Okay. And um, you also find in the mud, sticking out of the mud at one point, um, something that looks like a uh, spider. Kind of like a spider brooch. Yep. We'll okay. find that there. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I think we I think we pursue it. So I'm going to point out the the tracks to the other two. Um, point out the drag marks plus the the paw prints. Um, I don't know what they use. Do we know what creatures they use as couriers with the Eladrin Council? You said it uh, was a wood elf. Wood elf. Right? Wood elf. Yeah. Okay. So we can automatically assume that this isn't a wood elf. Um, I don't know. Um, is it? Does that make it relevant? I mean, there's the spider. Sp- I think I'd pick up the spider brooch, um, yeah. and present it to uh, both Zenatari and Cesar, um, and say, uh, uh, you know, do you think the Eladrin Council would be interested in this? Or is this too far off objective? Perhaps keep it. I think the voice okay. in my head would tell me that that's important and give me some vague memories of things that have happened before. So yes, I would want us to keep that. Okay. Okay. Um, you were able to see the entrance to the Knoll Burrow up ahead, and uh, do you guys want to go in or be cautious at the entrance or just charge in? All the Knolls are killed before, or there's still some left near the giant? Uh, the rest of the Knolls were taken out at some point. Okay. Another, you know, we'll just kind of do the movie montage of as it's as the giant falls, it crushes some, some of the more of the Knolls, blah, blah, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, we <laughs> want to go in. Okay. Um, yeah. 
I'd like to stealth if I could, if possible, as a warforged. <laughs> I want to um, take Bert out too, so I can have some light. You find that um, what you consider to be stealth is more of kind of this exaggerated, funny-looking, um, standing up on kind of the ends of. <laughs> it doesn't seem to do much. But going through the motion seems to make you feel like you're being quieter, but maybe to the others you're not. <laughs> Society of Silly Walks, Warforged Edition. You, you cover your own eyes so nobody can see you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But At you last, have, the illusion complete. But you, you do have a good idea as to where you could stand that something on the inside wouldn't be able to see you. You have a good okay, well, approach vector. Um, I'll, I'll approach in a cautious manner then. Okay. Um, with my silly tiptoe, stealthy crouch walk. <laughs> um, Zanatari, as you pull Bird out, uh, you realize that there is a small twist. He, he, he twists at the bottom. Hmm. There's a small segment, and when you do, there is a click, and then um, this really nice kind of pure white light comes out of Bert. He turns I, black I don't have to hit him. It's not like a pop light, right? He does twist. Like, he, he, okay. he, he twists. Um, you can feel that it. if you let go of it, it would float. Okay. I'm going to do that. Okay. So Bert starts to circle circle your head. And to cla- to, you clap to turn it off. <laughs> yes. Ezra, how do you want to enter into this? Well, um, seeing, you know, getting a feel now for how we can handle Knowles. He's just going to head in, you know. Okay. He's trying to uh, uh, accomplish the objective. They had mentioned specifically no no dawdling, so doesn't he's not concerned with what they find in there. So so you're the first one in the door? Sure. Okay. It is dark in there. Do you have any light sources? Um, probably have some sort of um, built-in sunrod equivalent. You know, okay. in my shoulder or something like that. Okay, so you... I'll or maybe pop. like a, a headlamp or something. Okay, very good. Um, as you enter in, you realize that a large portion of this burrow has collapsed, and there's maybe only a 50-foot space, but it seems to be a storage area of the macabre. Macabre, however you want to say it. Uh, the inside, there is... Um, a number of Warforged bodies. There's, in fact, uh, 15 Warforged bodies that have been okay. dragged in here or have fallen in here. Okay. There is three prone figures that are laying um, propped up against the back wall. Mm-hmm. No gnolls. Okay. Any sign of gnolls? Oh, yes. There have okay. definitely been gnolls here. Um, there are bite and chew marks on the Warforged. Okay. Uh, nothing that's more than scratches due to the armor. What about the uh, the three bodies? Um, do you inspect the three bodies? I mean, I'll 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 work from the door inwards, inspecting as I go. I guess. Okay. When you encounter the three bodies, uh, you find that somehow um, there's kind of a sheen over them. They appear to be perfectly preserved. Uh, there's no bites and no missing limbs and everything. Um, but you're not able to detect a heat signature from any others, them. Any other signs of vitals, breathing, pulse? Uh, there's something there, but you're not sure what. It's almost kind of like a suspended animation type deal. Mm-hmm. But each of them has a satchel that is roughly the size of a paperback book. Each of them? Yes. And do you want descriptions of these? Of the of what? Of the figures. Satchels. Yeah. I'm going to back out of the room while you do this, by the way. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, one of them appears to be um, dressed as a battle cleric of some kind. One is an older man in robes with a bunch of mechanical things that are around. Um, seems scattered and fallen out of pouches and stuff. And the other one is some sort of werewolf type creature. Okay. No, no wood elf. No wood elf. Okay. In fact. Um, you get the feeling that there's uh, a command sequence that pops into your head that as you look at this and you think of the, th- the term wood elf, um, you hear 
in your own heads a subliminal command, bring them back. Okay. Um, he'll, he walks uh, away. <laughs> he, uh, are the other two not inside, is that correct? Correct. Uh, he'll radio out to them to, to tell them, you know, I've found uh, three bodies, uh, no wood elves, but they all seem to be carrying the, uh, the same description of what we're looking for. I don't know if one of them may be... We have taken it from the courier, and uh, I don't know why there would be three, but I feel that we should take these back to the council. And he'll pick one up, whatever the closest one is, put it over his shoulder, and head out. By the way, the Warforge, as you're inspecting them, yeah, exactly like your Warforge. All of them? Yes. Oh, oh. So, five of each of us? Yep. Okay. Huh. Is that is that odd from our memory like are there other models of us that we are aware of um you're not you're not aware of other models of you you know that you've gone on other missions and you know you've apparently been successful because you've you know you've kind of exist you currently exist, exist. yeah mm-hmm. so oh, okay i'm gonna have an existential crisis here <laughs> <laughs> um but they, they they are essentially the same look as each of you. So you're okay. saying there's five of each of us, or there's five total and one of each of us? He said there were 15 Warforged, oh, so wow. assuming an even distribution. We're, we're newer models. We're the original. Oh, man. Um, so, so out of character, your normal character bodies are laying there, protected yeah. by something, and um, there's a number of fallen Warforged that are your previous versions. Yeah. Um, As can if. we collect like designations from them? Like, is there like a dog tag type? I don't know metal plating from within that we Let's can just with- rip the heads off of each. <laughs> <laughs> Inspected by number seven. So essentially, out of character, it looks like you guys have been dispatched five, five previous times to get whatever this courier is. And you are in the sixth group in, but you've apparently gotten through. One of us must be Neo. <laughs> well, this is why I'm outside the cavern, because my theory is if we're all dead on the ground, there's something in this cavern that's stopping us. So I'm not going to stand here and let it zap us with its ray of death again. Um, okay, so you grab one of the regular bodies? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, which one do you grab? Uh, whichever one is on the left. Okay, uh, you get Xanatari. Alright, um, Thorn, you're still outside. Oh, I'll go in and um, I'll acknowledge and I'll help drag out the other two. Okay, uh, you wind up with Cesar. Okay. And Xanatari, you're holding point outside? Yes, but having seen them go in and out safely, I will go inside and grab some bodies too. I don't know if we have the capability of carrying this sort of weight with us, five of each of us, including ourselves, which makes six, all the way back on a single mount. It seems unreasonable. Um, You realize as you go in that this whatever command word was for this wood elf, Mm -hmm. um, it directs you to bring back the bodies of um, the original Ah, originals, not the Warforged. Okay, okay. Okay, so in an effort to um, move this along, there's actually nothing preventing you from bringing the original bodies back, should you wish to. Load them up and move out. Okay. Do any of you search the packs? The actual, um, like the the satchels that they've got? Um, no. I want to know, I can't not know. But it's going against your direct... No, your directive here. Well, it's it not to search the original satchel, but we've got six to choose from. I'm not going against my directive. I'm not going to touch the original satchel. We've got three well, to choose from. All of you, all of you are wearing the satchel. E- e- each of each of the three original bodies that you each have one of right now, each of them is wearing an identical satchel. Yeah, well, how we, how do we know it's the real one until we look at it? You. That's for the Eladrin Council. Like the map or the Aladdin Council, as they're saying. Oh, all right. It's up to you, though. Because remember, you are the one with the crazy voice in your head. What does the crazy voice in my head say? It would probably give you the opportunity, if you wanted to, to, to look at the uh, contents if you wished. No, fine. It's screaming, it's screaming sandwich and pickles. I'll be a good word forged and follow my directive. Okay. So you bring them back? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, 
the coming back, uh, you find one or two gnolls, stragglers. Apparently, this den was flushed out well um, that you're able to dispatch. By the time that you get back to the fort, the entire group of um, dead orcs out front have been cleared and dragged away so as to not um, foul the air when they rot. And you're greeted again by Thornston, who is uh, outside the gate. As you hand over, do you hand over the uh, the corpses and the bodies and stuff? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, he seems very pleased that you were able to do this, also looking quite relieved at the same time, as if a great error has been corrected. Um, he snaps his finger, and as you, for some reason, instead of going back to your room, start to fall asleep, you hear something about something called a magic jar. Magic jar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Possibly peanut butter. Okay. Nutella. Magical. Yes. However, though, um, at some point in time afterwards, all three of you hear the sounds of birds, a couple owls, foresty sounds. Any of you wish to respond to that? To respond to the sounds we're hearing? Mm-hmm. By listening? Try to activate my optical sensors to see. Or wake up? Yes. Or... Scream out and tell them to shut up. I'm trying to sleep. (laughs) Okay. Do you do that, Thorn? Yes. Okay. Uh, You find that it is your normal, regular voice. And uh, you shout out. And, of course, uh, nature tells you to F off and doesn't stop. A bird poops in your open mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's lucky. Okay. Not that Uh, lucky. All right, so Thorn's going back to bed. Uh, Xanatari or Cesar? Either of you try to wake up or... Uh, do I still have the memory of what just happened in my head? Um, you've got the, the remnants of some wild dream and, you know, epic adventure type thing, but, you know, it could just be a... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's just you, you've, you've obviously had a, 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 a pretty amazing dream, okay. but the... Um, Seven Pillared Hall seems to be still quite fresh and exciting within your head. Okay. Um, Cesar will slowly rouse himself and uh, set about... uh, I mean, I'm assuming it's morning and uh, the caravan is waking up. Is that true? Um, The caravan is not there, but uh, a camp has been placed at the point where you have um, fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. The issue is, though, is that the caravan is, as I said, is gone, and the layout of the camp is slightly different, as if someone had attempted to recreate the camp from memory. Weird. But you are in your standard human Caesar form. All right. Um, noticing that, obviously, the caravan is gone, and we seem to have been maybe shifted around a bit, he'll check to see if all of what he views to be valuable is still uh, with him or near him. Yes. Okay. Um, Zanatari? I would hear the noises of the forest and in a panic, you know, kind of waking from a nightmare, jump up quickly and look around uh, to see if we're being attacked or what the cause of alarm is that's happening in my head. Okay. Uh, You find yourself in your human form. You are in whatever state you went to bed in. Um, at the original camp, you quickly notice that the camp is slightly different than it was before, and maybe one thing that you would normally have taken off, whether it's on your arm or whatever, um, is not in the right location. Again, as if someone either tried to set it down from memory or whatever, but you were back in your human form. You do see Cesar and Thorn there as well. I would quickly search through, similar to Cesar, looking for things that I find valuable, and then I would look at Cesar and kind of give him a quizzical look, um, you know, considering whether I should discuss this dream with him or not. Okay. With that, uh, take us out. 
Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonored.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at genesee.com or signalsmedia.com. This has been a kind of one-off adventure where we've had two episodes covering just a little side adventure uh, before we take a break for the next three weeks. We'll be back uh, around the 21st of August, I believe. And at that point, we'll continue with the beginning of Season 3. So join us again in Twitch for a couple weeks from now. If you are not familiar you and you're listening, you'll continue to have episodes and you'll only end up missing one week by the time the iTunes comes out. Uh, so join us for a worldwide adventure and stay tuned for a few weeks as we continue our travels.